can get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yep. Boys, we are back. Just dishing it. 62. Joined as always by Derek and Toods. We uh we were supposed to have a guest for this one. We'll, we'll be up front here. Not gonna say who it is. We'll talk about it when we reschedule. Got a little bit of an issue. We'll probably we'll, we'll probably grill him. Eh, maybe. You never know. We'll just see. A, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Unfortunate situation. Must have had some bad wings at the strip club, you know. And, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see when we do that, but it's going to be soon for sure. Um, hoping he feels better. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hoping he feels better. Thinking of you, Jared. Hang in there, pal. Who <laughs> wasn't going to throw his name out there, but. Uh... Uh, <laughs> that's fun. But no, Jared's going to be back with us soon. Um, just feeling under the weather. We love him. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta wrap up this hell of a season with the kid. I know that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, so I kind of a kind of a bit of a crazy week here, fellas. I know the PGA Championship was a bit wild. Um, you know, we definitely got some hockey stuff to get into. So I um, I want to start with something golf related that our good friend John Tudor brought to my attention. Now I, I didn't think he was this kind of guy. I really didn't. So when I tell you, I almost fell out of my chair. I'm lying. I didn't almost fall out of my chair, but I was laughing. I it was pretty funny. I, I already forget though, how this even came up, but John Tudor, you're not oh. a fan of scrambles. You no, asked. I, you no, asked I'm us. To you, golf. you asked us to play. So what happened? Was That's right. Yeah, we needed a fourth. Yeah, I was in a scramble on Saturday, and on Thursday, two different people, you and another buddy of mine from Rochester that I play a lot of golf with, both texted me and were like, "Hey, I've got a tee time Saturday morning, open slot. If you want to join," and I was frustrated. I'll call it or annoyed because I was like damn, I would much rather not play this scramble and just go play a regular round of golf with the boys. But at that point it was too late, right? It was a day, it was a day before we were supposed to drive down there because we were driving out on Friday night and I wasn't going to bail last minute when I committed like a month ago. Um, so I, so I obviously went, but no, I just, my, my point was I much prefer playing a real round of golf and playing my own ball to playing a scramble. Agreed. I, I, mean, I, can, I don't I can really like it. scrambles that much. I think, I think they have their place, right? But to me, scrambles are great in the sense that you go out, you have some drinks with you know, your buddies, and usually you're raising money for a good cause, right? We can all agree that's a fun day. But let's be real. A scramble is a booze fest with the boys. It's not golf. No, yeah. because a, you got a lot more chances of hitting a good shot, so you can muck it up a little bit more with the boys. Yeah, but that's that's what that's what golf's about. See, I, I can. I, 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 if he's talking money for a good cause, how about a good cause of my gambling fund? Is that enough for you? Taking yeah. money off you to throw some See, at Caesars. See, that's fun too. But the, but the thing is, right? Like you could do that in a regular round of golf. Like I play skins games or or 
games all the time when I go out, and then you got chances to win money. But like, so I I, I didn't weigh in on our text message when we did that because um, Derek was mid scramble and he you agree, Do you agree with me, Derek? Or no, I wasn't mid scramble actually. Um, I don't know where I was, but anyways, uh. I agree with like both sides. I do enjoy a good scramble, especially for a good cause. I play a couple scrambles a year, um, but like they're very well like booked in advance. So like I don't get upset like when the day comes to it. I guess it's like, but I can see where Tudor is. Like he only said yes to it a month ago, whereas like it might not have even been a month ago. It was like a few weeks. Yeah. So like I I. And he gets hit I mean, with this two. Is like, I, already know, I already know that like these two like scrambles are happening like every year. Like it's a reoccurring thing. So like and, I go into it like knowing that it's just going to be a party, you know, party round basically. And then I and I'll know, throw out play the around too, it or whatever. The two rounds that I got asked to play were at two of my favorite courses to play. Also, yeah. So when you so get like hit with two of them at the so same time, so that's where maybe. I got hit with. I got hit with – now, I've never played in this particular scramble before. I was kind of a late addition. Um, and then was, it, got, was it a charity or was it for, like, an actual, like, it's money? Like, like... It, no, it's, like, kind of a charity, but, like, they hadn't even picked where they were donating it to. It's my okay. buddy's family just puts it together every year, like, gotcha, just gotcha. so they have an excuse to play. I just didn't know if it was, like, um, a, like a real serious, like, scramble. No, no. Because, like, like – I- there's one that I do every single year, and it's at the course I used to work at with my playing partner from there. Uh, but it's a, it's a memorial tournament for his dad. Half the money goes to the Rochester Fire Department. Half goes to the Pluto Cancer Center. I play that every year. Absolutely. I'll, I'll never miss it. Um, you know, but, like, when I got hit on Thursday with, you know, two rounds of golf available on Saturday, one of them being – the course I used to work at that I absolutely love. And the other one being at the course that I shot my personal best at, mm. uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was a little bit like, damn, I wish I could just go to one of those. <laughs> it was that there's no real debate for me. There's no real disagreement. Yeah. No, I know. Theater. But it was, it was, it was funny. Pissed, yeah. I can see how like frustrated you were in your texting. I just thought I know, it was really I, I was I was very frustrated. I'm still kind of frustrated. I was like, damn, I should have just gone. Um, and, but, and you can tell the truth now, though. It's because one of the rounds was going to be with me, and you've never golfed with me. So that's you were, also true. You were very that's sour about that. I, I was sour about that. Um, You're like, you get the fucking ride in the cart with this legend, and you got to pass that up and bitter. I know. That's like playing that's – like, that's like playing a game of fucking uh, – you know, four corner with Connor McDavid, you know, it's no different. It's no, it's different. not. It's not, not at all. <laughs> I'd rather be with you than Connor McDavid. So <laughs> sorry. That's, that's, that's fine. Um, oh shit. <clears throat> Benny, Benny plays like him in beer league, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Speaking of Connor McDavid though, is, is he going to be better than Gretzky? Yes. There's a good chance. I just think he There's <laughs> a very good chance. I think it's I think it's the one of the biggest like I don't think track. scoring wise, I'll say that. Yeah, but I don't think anyone will be scoring wise. Yeah, it's just different. And this is also where I think in any sport, right, it's tough to compare guys 
across eras. You start getting into LeBron Jordan so much. You do because it's like I don't know. Like I definitely understand the argument. Like watch half of Gretzky's goals. Most of the goalies in the league didn't even go down at that point. Like they just stood there and kind of flailed their leg at it. But also like to the testament of that is like Ovechkin's going to probably, I kind of hope break the goal record, but. Like, I just think that that goal record is that goal record because there really wasn't anyone at the time, like, scoring goals like that at that, you know, like a pure goal scorer like that. Um, but rather now there are so many goal scorers that, that are like that. But, like, is Ovechkin on the level of Wayne Gretzky? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, I think it's like, a pure – I think he's – I think Alexander Ovechkin is the best pure goal scorer we have ever seen in Yeah, hockey. but you'll never see – a combo like that, I think, ever again. I yeah. mean, you'll get yeah. close with McDavid, but McDavid doesn't score enough like Gretzky did. Because, and I, it's going to get, like we said, that's the LeBron versus Jordan thing, but, you know, the equipment, goalies are definitely different. Goalies are a lot better now. Um, but the games are, are I mean, the games are, the rest are of the players. I know, but and arguably the games are much faster and, you know, higher scoring. So, like, it's, it's hard to say, um, but yeah, I, I mean, but I, I wouldn't doubt that Wayne Gretzky would have no problem. I mean, I just think that about that. He thinks Connor McDavid probably could be better than him. I just think about yeah. look at to me too. Part of it is less the statistics and look at the eye test, right? Like look at, look at old highlights of, of Gretzky. who's unbelievable, right? Like, I mean, goat goat status um but you look at mcdavid highlights like they're all the same that guy is flying around the ice and nobody can touch him in ways that i don't know that anyone's ever really done before Mm -hmm. like you could look at you could look at it like i think there's certain parallels and i think if you look at older clips from guys like lemieux or gretzky you see flashes of that, but like something just looks different with McDavid and maybe it's because the other guys on the ice are also faster. So it doesn't look like one really fast guy and a bunch of guys standing there with cement blocks attached to their skates. Yeah. That Uh, is, that is another tough thing to talk about too. I mean, not even just the goalies, but like obviously the overall skating abilities of the players around the league, like, that was the thing back in the day. If you were a good skater, you were probably one of the better ones on the team and the ice, like good skaters were far and few in between. It was a more physical game. So they were like bigger bodied guys that were able to throw their bodies around. Whereas like the good skaters kind of did well, but like they weren't the necessarily like the centerpiece of the team, but like they were, they were very good. I mean, Tim Peel was talking about that a little bit on, last week's episode of of chicklets they had him on former nhl ref and he was talking yeah hot mike uh but he was talking about how the difference nowadays between a fourth liner and a first liner in the nhl is literally just skill he was like he goes you look at a fourth liner and you look at a first liner they're as good of a skater as the first liner. And sometimes they're even better skaters than the first liner. It's just some of those first liners, they've got, you know, a little bit better hands or a little better of a shot or whatever. But those guys can all skate. And really when you're playing defense, like that's the difference, right? Can you, can you skate with the other guys? And right now 
nobody can skate with Connor McDavid stride for stride. Yeah, yeah. the games the games also just different. It's so with it being so much faster, you can't have your top line go out every single time that your top line that the other top line is out. Like you can't just you can't have that matchup every single time, you know, the whole, the whole game, you'll get left in the dust. Like you have to be able to flex and be able to have a third, fourth line, be able to play against the top line basically. And just still, I mean, you're not going to hope, you know, you hope that they do well, but you just got to hope that they can hold their own against them, obviously. So, which usually they do because the fourth line is generically like the penalty killer. So they're the best on, on the defensive side of the puck. So they're probably going to be able to do just all right. Yeah. I mean, so far in these playoffs, 10 games, 23 points. He's got a four-point game, three three-point games, five two-point games, and he's gone scoreless just one time, pointless one time. So I saw a statistic, Benny, I think it was like yesterday, the day before on Twitter, and it was – he had, I think it was the same amount of points that Crosby had the entire playoffs in 2016 when he won the Conn Smythe. Now, and yeah, we're in, we're in round, we're not even done with round two. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. And That's you would think, weird. and it's crazy that I keep seeing these highlights. I mean, even the ones where he doesn't almost score, where he's just going end to end, you thought you would think that that would end in the playoffs, like with it just being more physical and guys like willing to just like really try to take him out, but it hasn't can't, slowed can't down. Hit him, can't hit him if you can't catch up to him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't remember even Gretzky highlights. Like it's different. I think what you were saying too, it's because you know the players are better, but it still looks so drastically unmatched when he decides to just wheel it up the ice like there I mean like like guys like Rasmus Anderson really good skater really good defenseman long strides I've seen a bunch of times he's just like you can see the panic in people when he's coming at him and he's just like it looks like a (laughs) looks looks like it's him playing it's you it's how you would think like he would look in like our beer league playing for the burners against other teams, right? But he's how, doing that. How I looked back there, Benny? No, absolutely it's, not. It's crazy because he. You know what I mean, though. He's like, no, I, I it, get you. but he's like, doing it against the best players in the best so, league in the world. So let me ask you this, right? He's doing it against the best players in the best league in the world. Now, how do you think any of that could almost be like? we'll call it the Tiger Woods effect, right? Of like, you're right in the mix and you've been playing well, but when Tiger's breathing down your neck on Sunday, you start thinking about it and get nervous and make mistakes. Like, do you think that happens like for a defenseman when maybe they've been playing well, but they look up and they see a Connor McDavid coming down at them and they kind of just like make a mistake or a step that they normally wouldn't because they're thinking too much? Uh, quite frankly, I think they just. I've or do you, seen a or lot do you of, think it's just they? They literally, like nobody. No, has I, I know what you're that. saying. I I think it's not a simple answer in the fact that I think there are times where he gets played perfectly, mm-hmm. and the only way you stop a move he makes and him about to go around you is you take a penalty because right. he's just that good. I also think there's times where guys will like realize what's going on. They're like. Connor McDavid's coming at me. And there's just like that one second and he just like 
see you later, pal. Like, I think there's some of that going on too. So it's like, I think, I it's think probably... there's also a third though. I feel like there's definitely some weirdo defensemen, defensemen out there. Like, and I, I, I mean, obviously I, I think I would be the same way. I don't think I would treat it like that. It's like, Oh, Connor McDavid's coming at me. It's like, Oh, this guy's moving pretty quick. I should probably get on my high horse here, you know, catch him on the outside kind of thing or keep him outside kind of thing. I just like, I, I don't know. I, I guess when I was playing, I never like recognized that. Like, obviously, like one team has one guy that's better or whatever. I just never like locked to that and made that association. Like, oh, he's on the ice, kind of thing. It's like maybe if I have an assignment to him, like I got to stick to him. Like, yeah, that you know, if that's an assignment from a coach or whatever, kind of thing, and you're you know trying right. to look for him. But I would say, like in the defensive zone, I mean, it's just. I, I'd treat him as any other defender kind of thing. And it's just like, Oh, I, this guy's, this guy's cooking. Like, I, I like that though. I think where you like, where I'm talking now that I'm, now that you say that Derek, I think it's more transition stuff where in the defensive zone, if you're in more like positional situation, you're not like in the track meet kind of style, right. Flying up and down, like where it's more like, you're boxed in one. You're kind of like. I mean, you know I guess. I mean? I mean, I guess. Yeah, like in the transition. But I'm gonna still think. I guess the, the probably at least for me, my only thought would probably be is like, oh, it's McDavid. Like he's probably gonna try and beat me on the outside. But that would be my only thought. Like going into it, it's not like oh, he's gonna probably burn me. It's like it's like oh, he's probably just gonna try and go on the outside because he's that much faster. Like, and then he's gonna double back and just put it through your legs and go to the middle and snipe one. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta bank know, on, you gotta bank on the outside like nine times out of ten just because he's so much faster than you. I feel like, dudes. I think Big D's got to get on the bench for the burners. Be the D coach. Yeah, I I, I like always, this. This is just such a stoic response on how to deal with Connor McDavid. I I, absolutely I don't, I don't know. Though. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. We were missing we were missing two out of our four defensemen last week, and shout out Dan Cullen for a sick shutout. But. uh They've yep. only given up two goals in two games here, folks. So. Yeah, that was always my favorite thing. I was always like, I always knew that like my skill wasn't the best, but I always was good in skating and reading plays. Like my hockey IQ, like I was always just one step ahead of the puck. But like that doesn't transition well in youth. It transitions well in like a lot higher skill. Like, like I, I would be good at it now, like if I was actively playing, but obviously that doesn't like translate, like you're going for the biggest and best players in youth pretty much. So, yeah. Score the most goals. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. so unfortunately, 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 hockey IQ gets buried. Yeah. But. Well, it is what it is. It's so interesting. Um, we're, I, I think the, um, the hockey's really heating up here. I want to uh, want to circle back to that to finish out the show. I mentioned in the beginning, though, the PGA Championship. I know you guys are the big golf watchers of the group here, but I I, I recall Derek had a tough beat. Um, Tudes, I don't know if you have some thoughts on this, but, hey, we're balancing it right now. It's golf season. We love the golf. We know it's playoffs, but we're going to cover both. We got to talk a little golf here. On the, You know, it's a major, right? I think uh, I think Great the fan week. favorite for the most part takes the W two and Justin Thomas. No, good guy. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah guy. I, Great player. I, think, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people. I mean, such a pure golf swing too. I mean, yeah. 
just except for that shank on Sunday. Yeah, I love, no, I love that quote. He's like, I never thought I'd win a tournament shanking on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, especially a major. Yeah, no kidding. But... It was just such a tight field the whole the whole like Sunday, like Saturday and Sunday. It was so tight. It was all over the place. And uh, what is it, Pereira? Piera? Mito. Mito. Yeah, yeah. he he really. That's that's where the inexperience comes from. Those guys, you know, those guys crack under pressure on eighteen. You know, he really all he had to do was finish it out. He didn't have anyone competing with him. So, uh, that's, so that's what happened with that? I didn't see what happened with him. He, I knew he hit water hazard on eighteen, and it was probably the smallest possible water hazard on the course. It was like one was of the he was he do, was it like he just hit it bad or he didn't need to? It was do off the drive. I'm pretty sure it was off the drive and then he had to drop and then he didn't recover from the drop and stuff mm. and it was yeah it was just it was a mess. So interesting allowed Zalatoris who stayed close and God bless that kid can't get a freaking win and he can't get a major. I He's still he's got a lot of top, a lot of top tens in majors now too. Oh yeah, no, he's killing it. He's definitely killing it. Um, but every time I bet on him, he just like keeps losing within ten feet. I did. He did pull out for me uh, a second round win, um, outright winner. I bet on him. He was doing pretty good on Friday, so I put in some money and won like forty five bucks off of him or something like that. It wasn't as big, but. I was a dumbass, and I – I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter. But at the same t- – I didn't bet for him to outright win at the same time. So that was really stupid. I yeah. bet on him to outright win after he was the winner of day two. So it was only like a plus 225, whereas if I got him before that round, it was probably like a plus six or 700 right around there, I wouldn't doubt. So. Even more with the higher field, too, on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's what I'm thinking. So I, I don't know. That was a that was, one, that was a dumb bet. One thing that seeing Zalatoris up there and he didn't get it done. He's one of my favorite like up and coming golfers. I absolutely love the guy. I love the the lean into the caddy from Happy Gilmore. I think it's just absolute poetry in motion when he leans into it. That yeah. photo shoot he did. I think what was that foot joy? Yep. Yeah, yeah except just, for he's, he's got one of the weirdest putting strokes I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it looks like me a little bit. That's yeah, but it's only fun. it's only within a lot of it's been blowing up on social media. But it's like, like short putts. Yeah, he does. There's a lot of golfers that do it. They either tow it or they'll heel it because the way that it spins, it'll stay straight or something like that. I don't know, but he's young and I think it's a mental thing. You should just aim for the back of the cup. Yeah, maybe Still that just helps him think. You know, he's just like. It's just a confidence. Yeah, but a lot met. of people, a lot of people were literally like blowing it up on like Twitter of like how bad his putting stroke was. And yeah, it was just like, like everybody uh, does with day, everything. But literally the day before, he like didn't miss us. I think he won or was like a one putt almost average the entire day. Here's the yeah. thing: if you're on Twitter sitting on your ass on the couch <laughs> on a Sunday chirping a guy. It was in a playoff to win the PGA Championship when you just went out there and shot 96 at your local Muni course. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> Flat it's out. Like, it's like 21 years old too. Yeah. Flat out. Like what? I don't. I don't understand. That's like that'd be like me sitting there watching hockey like later tonight. And then just like chirping, chirping some dude for turning it over in the neutral zone when I did that three times in freaking beer league last week. Like, 
Yeah, no, like picked up the puck and turned it. And turned is that and is that something? Up the boards. Yeah, is that something like you you always you never get a pass on though for for folks like us when we're like you know gamblers, sports watchers, you know didn't really go anywhere with sports of relevance to where we're making money at it. Like, do you get a free pass for a certain sport or like, you know, the few times when you're watching a game, because I got to tell you, there's sometimes when I'm watching hockey and I get right. It's easy for me to be like, to say like, what was that? And I get the game speed, right. It's easy to say on the couch, but isn't there certain things in certain situations when you're watching sports where it's just like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Right on the couch, like you said, right? I can't tell you. I mean, from a gambling perspective, you don't know how many kids I've called for their scholarships to be pulled when they drop a wide open pass or can't make their free throws and they don't cover the spread, <laughs> but whatever. Um, and they're just in college, right? And I didn't play, you know, D1 basketball or football, but like to me there's a difference right like we all do it right if you're sitting there on the couch watching a game and you're like you know when someone misses a wide open net or they turn it over in their defensive zone or they miss a three-foot putt you're like oh my god that has to go in right yeah but i think the difference is when you go to twitter and you're chirping the guy that's where to me it becomes such a bozo move <laughs> yeah Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's, that's the difference for me, here. right? Like, if you and I are sitting on the couch watching a hockey game, having a couple beers, and someone misses, like, a wide-open net that would tie the game in the third period, you're like, damn, that sucks. Like, he has to score that. Like, you're in the NHL. There's no excuse. But if I'm tweeting at the guy, I'm a loser. Yeah, but I can tell like you that. That, that from, to me, is the line. I can tell you from the couch that Pete Carroll shouldn't have thrown that fucking football on the one-yard line. <laughs> right, but Marshawn. But, like, Pete Carroll's also made so many decisions over the years and coached and won so many big games that no one on the couch has ever even dreamed of being in. Yeah. And just to get himself in the position to be able to make that call, even if it's the wrong one. Yeah, but I, I'll – double down on that i can tell you that that was the wrong call no it is <laughs> but i'm saying like if you're if and, and we can have that conversation but my point is just no, like yeah i think i think you're i think you're a loser if you're tweeting at somebody on oh, social yeah. media that's a professional i think you're also or, an even bigger loser if you were a professional athlete with a burner account replying back to those people like, oh yeah i.e oh, yeah. kevin durant and like i think there's other ones too like, there's definitely more. There's definitely I would, That was bummer when I heard that because KD, when he does it from his actual Twitter account, when he chirps back at people, it's fucking incredible. See, I, I love it when guys It's so it. good. Like, like Max. Marshawn, too. Brad Marshawn does it, too. I love it. Max Homa does that shit. Like, obviously, he oh, yeah, roasts, yeah, the golfer. Yeah, he Max Homa has the funny thing plans. where people would post the videos and he'd roast them. But then, like, he's also, like, replied to fans before, too. And, like. You know, guys like that, like, good on him. Like, they don't cross the line and say anything, like, vulgar. But it is kind of funny when, like, these people tweet out at a professional athlete thinking, like, oh, they're never going to respond to this. And, like, they think they're being funny. And then the athlete <laughs> kind of clowns them. And then they look like the asshole. It's so like, good. Duran will always do it, too, with guys. He's like, sorry, your parlay didn't hit and fucking loser and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so good. 
Yeah, no, nobody, nobody gives a shit that you, they didn't win their fantasy football matchup because yeah. you know you didn't get an extra five yards rushing. Like, yeah, I yeah. promise you, none of those running backs care. Yeah, none of them give a shit. Um, they probably laugh about it. Oh, they probably love it. They probably mm-hmm. laugh about it so. Especially much. now with the legal sports gambling, they're probably like, like, uh, you know, get a guy like Derrick Henry. He has like. 90 yards on the day like bro i saw on my i saw that uh i heard that the over under for me was 90 point 90 and a half and they're just ah and they probably just love it you know what i bet it's good locker room talk that's a conversation that i actually want to have with probably specifically an nfl player um like next is i want to know just genuinely not that i not that i would say like you're gambling on it or not gambling on it whatever Did i'm just gen- I, yeah i'm just genuinely curious if when an nfl team rolls out there on a sunday like if you're the buffalo bills walking out of the tunnel on a sunday does josh allen or stefan diggs or Deion dawkins or whoever it is do those guys know oh yeah like we're we're favored by seven and a half today against you know the the patriots at home no, because the difference is they know that they're favored by seven and a half points because they know that they're that good. I don't yeah, think but they, no, that's, I don't that's think not they, what I'm saying. I don't think they check. I think it's. I think they're so above it. But I even even if you're not so even if you're not checking it, like the shit's all over, like online. Yeah, it's so, like, different. That's, oh no, that's I my, know. That's my point. There. I'm and sure that not, they know. I'm sure that they know. But I'm just. It could be anyone. Let's let's not use a good team for an example. If you're the Houston Texans and you show up. And you're playing, or you're playing a game on the road in Buffalo. Do you know? Do you know going into the game, like, oh shit, they're favored by sixteen and a half, or they're favored? Fuck by yeah, that's bulletin board material. I don't, I don't know if it absolutely would be, they know. Yeah, that. I mean, I guess coach that. is definitely using that. If he's not, he's an idiot. I would definitely see. I, I, if anything, the at least the underdog favorite. That's about it. I think. Like I'm just, I was just curious, kind of if like players even like. Even like thought about it, like to There's your point, Benny. No like to your point, Benny is like bulletin board material, but also like just as like oh shit, like we're starting to get that that notoriety right now. Like we're favored every week, like you know, like that's, or if it's or if it's a tight game too, right? Like if it's if it's a Steelers Ravens game back in the day where they're fighting for like AFC championship type type status or you know if it's bills patriots the last couple years where they've both been pretty good like are they looking to see like oh who's who's the odds favorite here you know yeah it just i see what you're saying though just like the general like how they approach think about it or pay attention to it like how do they see it versus the schmucks sitting here in the chairs right talking about it yeah that would be very interesting i like that idea Let's, let's I just if I, I that's it. like if I had a chance to have a conversation with one of those guys, like I would just ask them that just out of curiosity because that's something I've kind of always wondered. Pat McAfee would be a good one to ask, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd give we'll, it there's a lot of guys that would be good to ask that, but I think he'd give one of the most entertaining answers now that he's out of the game. But it'd be interesting like to see got, someone like, like someone that believe. played like before gambling was legal and now someone that plays while it's legal. Like, I got to believe, right, Bills Chiefs last year going into that game, 
those players had to be looking to see who the favorite was. And then whatever team was the underdog is using that as bulletin board material. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like those, those in a game like that, like those Big guys, game. Gotta, they got to be looking right. Like, yeah. Or they'd even just like, they, maybe they don't look as much. I could see as someone comes in the room for, you know, workout or, you know, warm up, whatever the kid. Yo, what are we? We favorites yet? Line, like just kind of get like an update, have one of the trainers fucking check it or something. Like I could see it like that too. Just, just one time, one time, I want to see a hilarious <laughs> post game interview where someone's like, where someone's like, it. hey, well, yeah, like where someone's like, hey, like you guys were up, you know, you guys were up seven in the fourth quarter and then, you know, you got the big turnover and you guys pushed it on the field and scored or whatever. And I really want a quarterback to just be like, yeah, we had to cover for our fans. But yeah. <laughs> I want to hear that so bad. That'd be so funny. Yeah, I guess the people just you'd get like such a like cool answer by it or two. I like like just like a cool guy type of answer. Yeah, so what happened there? Uh, you know, the last minute turnover and then you guys decided to score rather than run the clock out. Well, we knew the spread was nine and a half. We were at seven, so you know, we we had to get there. We didn't feel like kicking a field goal. We we wanted to, you know, make sure. So we so we threw it sixty yards and, and there it is, you know, <laughs> just like like, so like just the stoic like like you're approaching. Like I, would, it like I would a, like to think about that. My friend one time won a bunch of money. It was like some last year, it was two years ago, on a parlay, and it was because the spread moved. It was like it was Bears Eagles or something like that. Game was over. Eagles or the yeah the Eagles had already won the Bears decided to go for a two point conversion and he ended up hitting his bet because he locked in at the earlier spread before it moved but everyone missed it and it was a huge uproar on Twitter because it was like why did they go for two the game was over they couldn't even win like what was the point there kind of thing and then it arises like they know the fucking lines or something like well no i mean i'm just like i wonder if that's the conversation that they're just like they're like eh, spreads three if we can't win maybe the gamblers can yeah <laughs> like that kind of shit no it's the gambling. spread moved like two yeah. sorry it moved from it was like one and a half to two and a half or something like that so he hit his but then a lot of people well so he bet it like earlier in the week and then as the game got closer yeah yeah the spread moved against against the favor right i got you more towards the favor so yeah one last thing on the golf though now that i'm thinking about it regarding will zalatoris i i just we got sidetracked and i didn't bring up the point i thought of are we worried as fans of the game? Is he going to be the next Lee Westwood, Luke Donald of this generation? I don't know, but the kid can sure fucking bomb the ball for being the size of. Oh yeah, because how many he's got? How many top tens already? Like, is that is that even a is that just a annoying hot take that I just I don't know why I thought of, or is no. there something to that? No, there definitely is. I. And just, it's weird. It's tough to see what he is now, you know, like to call what he is. I mean, I just, he's young and he's got a lot of pure, like pure raw talent, but he definitely, you can definitely tell he lacks the experience in the mental game. He's blown 
couple couple big majors and stuff and like he gets himself there but then when it really comes down to it he really you know he definitely was much better in the um pga championship than the players like mentally i feel like Um, yeah ricky fowler is another one that comes to mind too but ricky fowler got a major didn't he or has he not yet no he hasn't he he won the players and that was his biggest win wow um but i mean great the great kevin kisner once said they pay pretty well for 20th yeah they do you know like i mean i and if he is the next westwood like still gonna be rich i like lee westwood man i pick him in all my pools because you know damn well that guy's making the cut yeah um and it's it's just one of those things where it's i think people i think people forget and I think people our age specifically forget because we grew up watching Tiger Woods in his prime. Yeah. Um, golf ain't that easy. No. And it's also what's different with golf too, right, is every single week, not only do you have to hold it together for 72 holes, but every single week it's different, right? Like if you're playing in the NHL, and you've got a road game tomorrow, the ice surface doesn't, the dimensions of that don't change, right? Like hockey's hockey. If you're, if you're playing a road game in football, it's the same hundred yards. Mm -hmm. Golf's different, right? Like there's certain, there's certain courses that just don't fit guys games very well. And then there's other courses where a guy that isn't the best might go out there and light it up just because it fits his eye nicely. So I think there's a lot of that going on in golf that you don't see in other sports. And golf is so mental, right? You don't have a teammate to rely on. You can't have a bad game and have your teammate pick you up. It's just you. Yeah. Nobody's calling to the bullpen to bring somebody else in to help you out or bail you out of a situation. Like you're you gotta figure it out. Yeah. And I'm not asking the question so much as to like be dramatic or like, you know, chirp at, no, I, at all. Cause I'm a huge fan of the guy. It just makes you think because at the end of the day, dude, you're completely right. But I think at a certain point that the money parts, the fallback, right? Like you don't get to where any of these guys are. Anybody who's even qualifies to play in a major or be on one of these tours that you don't want to win trophies. Oh, like you want to win titles and shit, right? Like there's, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's, I think that's just the part of it too that makes you think about it, right? It's not so much where it's like, like I, I love the Kisner point. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like one of my favorite golfers ever is Jason Duffner. Guy got his major. Guy had some of his top tens. Haven't heard from him. He's just living life. Only guy who's ever won a major, gotten in better shape, lost a ton of weight, and then his wife left him. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Missile. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Zalatoris right now. So bet- career earnings to this point between last year and this year. Um, so the two years previous to that, he only played one tournament each year. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't last, a full-timer, right? So last year was his first year full-time on the tour. Um he played in 25 events for three, just over 3.9 million in winnings, and this year he's at 1.47 million in winnings with seven tournaments played. So, 34 events in the last two years. The kid at 25 years old has made 5.4 million. Yeah, it's not not doing too bad at all. So decent. 
Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I think he's doing fine. Doing just fine. Plus, but, I mean, I want, but it's positive. I want to see him win one. I think it'd be so fun. He's one of those golfers yeah. where it'd just be so fun to see him win. Well, the big one, right? Well, he's won. But like a big, right? He's won tournaments or hasn't he? No, he's never won on the tour. So he's just, yeah, that's what I mean. He's just, he's consistent as shit, though. So you're like, he's got to break through at some point. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I think he'll win tournaments. I think he'll win majors. Um, do I think he's going to, do I think he's the guy that's going to go on a run like Brooks Kepka did, where he won like how many majors in two that years? Was, that no. was wild. Um, but I think that Zalatoris is the kind of guy that, you know, I think he'll get one or two majors and then I think he'll have some tournament wins in there too. He's a very good player, but the difference now too in golf is these young guys coming up, they're all so good, right? Like Scotty Scheffler hadn't won an event and now he went up to number one in the world in like a six month span, less than that, just because he started lighting it up. Yeah, um, got his first couple tournament wins and then walked right into the Masters and won that. Like, amazing. You know, there's, it can change so quickly, like it did for Scheffler. But also, I don't know if we've ever seen this many good players at one time. So it's so hard to win a tournament, and it's so hard to win multiple tournaments because you don't have one guy that's that much better than everybody else anymore. Right. That's super interesting to think about, right? Um, I love when we get off on the golf tangents. Yeah. Because um, it always makes the time fly. So now I'm like, oh, shit, we got to get to the hockey stuff because there's been a lot that's gone on. Um, so, I mean, where to start, right? Like, um, last night we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, Avalanche win. Kadri gets a hat trick after all the nonsense going on from wackos online and social media. I'd like to say a nice big fuck you from Nazem Kadri to the to the whole city of St. Louis. Um, <laughs> that that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was that's that's just star shit. Yeah, I'm that's not a fan of not really a big fan of Kadri. Uh, I know he's done some pretty scumbag shit in the years past. I personally thought that the Bennington hit was. Not really his fault. He was going after the puck, playing reputation. He got hit. He literally got hit by the Blues defenseman into Bennington. I don't know why you can be salty about that. It's fucking playoff hockey. I do. I do agree. I do agree with Benny though. It's 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 reputation. reputation. I know. It's it's reputation. But the one time you. But the thing is, you're never you're never gonna get even if it is clear as day, Derek. Just because the name on the jersey. Like if it was anyone else, right? Like if it was if it was Kale McCarr that got knocked into the goalie, people are gonna be like, okay, like he's he's better than that. He should avoid that. But like people aren't like as up in arms because he doesn't have a reputation for being yeah. a guy that's suspended for dirty hits before. I- now, granted, nobody in the world deserves the bullshit that Kadri has been getting online people talking about him, threats to his family, just disgusting shit. Nonsense. Benton throwing a water bottle. I mean, like... Do you think that's real, or do you think he was stirring the pot more? I think he's stirring the pot. I think it's it's gamesmanship, too. Because he's he's witty like that, man. Yeah, I think he was a little pissed. I think it was more like a... a, 
like kind of like I don't think he like shit whipped a water bottle at him. I think if he wanted to make a statement, he could have. But um, I I think it's just I think it's really dumb. I you know I, for the one time it was actually not. Uh, I don't think it was a dirty play. And like I thought that that interview afterwards was so bad like they were just like setting up Kadri to look like a bad guy they were like take us through that play like what you know what happened it was like well what is he what do you want him to say like I dove into fucking Bennington's legs and decided to take him out like <laughs> like he was like I'm playing the puck I got hit like what else happened like I don't know what to tell you it all happened in the blink of an eye and then Bennington's hurt like I don't know what to tell you it could have happened on any other play his, yeah. his knee could have gotten jammed up. His it's probably an ACL or some shit. Is probably with his knee, and it probably got jammed up somewhere. It could have gotten jammed up on him sliding cross crease and running into his own defenseman swiping at the puck. You know, it's just it just happened. It's just yeah. like, and like I mean, I, granted, like yeah, you know that you injure your goalie, the goalie. Like I mean, he should know that he's gonna he's gonna take some hits and stuff and i think he's fully aware of that and i think he embraces that i mean he wouldn't be the player that he is if he didn't um but i think it's a little extreme yeah i think that's well said there very well said i um yeah to to me it's it's definitely a reputation thing i mean when you're playing against that guy like you know your team's playing against that guy everyone's looking for a reason to just get mad at him almost. Yeah, you're going to jab him. He's a scapegoat. He's one of those guys. You can tell that he thrives on that nonsense. Like, that gets him going in, you know, Reggie Miller-esque, like the the fuckery and the shenanigans, like the chirping gets him going. And, uh, you know, he's like Marshawn, too, where the whole arena boos when he gets the puck. He's like, yes, I'm doing my fucking job. So – I love players like that. Has he crossed the line before? Absolutely. He'll be the first to tell you that too. You know, that letter he wrote in the Players' Tribune, I think it was. Might have been the athletic. He wrote a, a letter, I am who I am or something. I really after, enjoyed the piece. After, what was that, after the suspension? I believe so. Nice. No, this was this was recent. This was before the playoffs started, I want to oh. say. Oh, he I wrote a new one. This, this was relatively new. I'll try and find it and send it in the group. But it was really well written by him. Um I respected him a lot for addressing a lot of things in there too. Um, but yeah, all the bullshit he was getting, you know, threats, family, just, just people are fucking maniacs, but just to have him get a hat trick last night was amazing. Um, and you could tell too, after the first goal he scored and then when like Perron and, and he like, he bumped into somebody and Perron just, Wires cross wires. The, the shushing, the shush yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and he just like he got mauled by Peron, and he was just like he was in the zone. It's just like I'm watching it, and again, I'm biased because I have a futures ticket on the Blues. Not a big deal. Not looking so great anymore. But uh, you could, I could just see when Peron went at him with the cross check. I'm like, he won. He got you. Yep. It's just like, and who's yeah. sitting in the penalty box, and who's on the bench waiting for the next shift. And sure as shit on that power play, right? That the five, I think it was a five minute or who scores right as it expires. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff where that's never going away in hockey. And it's just always amazes me that there's always guys where players, other players know he's on the ice. He's going to try and do some shit at some point. 
where it's like, don't let them get to you. Don't let them get and to they, you. And they still react. And they, it's still, you still have guys do what Perron did. Like I, David I, Perron's David Perron. Like what, you, what bad can you say about that guy? He snipes. He, he's a hardworking player. He's usually very smart. And he just went berserk. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So what were you going to say, though, dudes? Because I want to talk just, about Lucic after this, too. I just don't understand how – like, I don't understand the lack of self-control, right? Like, when you're playing against a guy like that, and I understand the concept of, you know, you stick up for your teammates or, you know, you don't let a guy get too far or whatever. But going into a game, you know if you're playing against a guy like a Kadri, a Tom Wilson, a Brad Marchand, you know that those guys, even a Lucic, throw him in there, they are trying to get under your skin. They All they are doing is trying to get a reaction from you. How are you not smart enough or have the self-control to just tone it down? You could chirp at him. You can give him a little push or a shove after the whistle, whatever. But when you come flying like a missile across the ice and then throw a cross check and then keep doing it while they're on the ground, like, yeah, you're going to the box for five, no doubt. Yeah. How do you how do you not have more self-control than that? I'll never understand. I think some of it's what we're talking about. It's that reputation thing. I think the players know it, too, because, like, think about like if you're David Prime, you're skating to the bench or whatever, and you see even if Kadri accidentally bumps into one of your teammates yeah. and there's like some stuttering going on, you're like, what happened? Is that what some, Oh, that's Kadri. Fuck him. And you just like, you, I think that's some of what goes on. It has to be because these are the best athletes. These are the best players in the world. Right. You, you know, you have to play with an edge, but you don't get to the show by being a complete psychopath snap show. You know, there's, there's few guys that do right. But you one of the good things about playing a, a violent game like that is you can control it, but it's just these some of these guys, they just they're the best. Tom Wilson's one of the best I've ever seen. Brad Marchand, one of the best I've ever seen. Kadri, the same thing. It's yeah. it's it's really a joy to watch. And as much as when my team's playing against them, I'm pissed off. When they're not, every single game, I'm like, God damn it! I wish Brad Marchand was a Buffalo Saber. I always find myself saying those things. Tom Wilson, same thing. Mm-hmm. As much as you question or think they've crossed the line before, but that's going to happen. It's part of the game, right? Yeah. Um, another one we mentioned, I want to get to this before we sign off to the, uh, the Milan Lucic thing um, with Mike Smith the other night. This one, I think people are fucking nuts. I think it's the same kind of thing as the – as before, it's a reputation thing, right? Um, I thought, you know, some of the announcers were just like some of the some of the things people were saying about that. It's just like, can we settle the fuck down? Do you really think if Milan Lucic wanted to run Mike Smith like that? Mind you, I am fully convinced and it seemed like to me Mike Smith knew Lucic was coming and he turned that way. So this would happen. But that's a story for another time. That's a savvy veteran. Savvy veteran goaltender knowing what he's doing to cause some shit, right? If Milan Lucic wanted to run Mike Smith, we've seen it before as Sabres fans, Derek. Am I wrong? If he wanted to run him... A flashback. Mike Smith ain't getting up. 
Mike Smith is going to be hanging down there, knocked the fuck out. That was not just the overreaction sometimes, and you see stuff 20 times on social media. It just drives me nuts. If he, and again, it's just because you see the Lucic nameplate, and and this is a Sabres fan talking, like I just hinted at with the Ryan Miller thing. So for me to kind of be in Lucic's corner on that, that says something. But I don't know what you boys thought of that. I found it interesting. And of course, everyone just knee jerk reacts and just like, Mike, throw him out of the playoffs. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah. Throw him out of the playoffs. Throw so you're, you're not, you're, if he's out of the playoffs, you're off Twitter. You're an yeah. idiot. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. That's I. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's definitely funny. it's definitely a reputation thing, and it's also like like you said, Benny. If if Lucic wants to run a goaltender, that goalie ain't getting up under his own power. It's not <laughs> happening. But no. the other thing is too. If you're a goalie and you're coming out of the crease to play the puck like that, I'm not saying you're fair game to get to get crushed or whatever, but that doesn't happen if you're not trying to play the puck out, way out of your crease, right? Yeah. Like, there's you know a certain I mean? risk you take by doing that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Do I think do I think a guy blatantly lighting you up is okay no but at the same time like if there's some contact there because you've got someone for checking going for the puck they shouldn't have to just stand there and not do anything because you came out of your crease yeah i'm of that mind too for sure i think there's got to be a healthy balance there and now with i think sometimes and i'm all about player safety concussion protocol right all that stuff but in some ways it gets over the top where it's, it again, I think it's some of these crowds that we talk about where it's like, get fighting out of hockey pretty soon. It'll be checking if we get rid of fucking fighting, you know, that, that type of crowd where it's just like, it's too uh, violence. It's just barbaric. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Go watch. Go, I think there's bowling on ESPN. Go check that out. If you don't like the fucking, contact baseball has literal street fights <laughs> i know we, we talked about that in the group chat one time they clear the benches and they partner I do, up i do think the argument with that though is when they fight in another sport they get thrown out of the game and or suspended where obviously in hockey it's just like a couple minutes in the penalty box and then you're right back at it but yeah, to yeah. me no like to it's it's part of the game, man. Like that's, yeah. it is what it is, right? Like you're, people are, you know, player safety is great, but nobody wants, nobody wants to watch NFL players play flag football or hockey players play a beer league style where they can't throw a body check. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, too, like the, the part with Lucic, it's like, if you want to see dangerous plays, even someone as tough and hard-nosed as Milan Lucic, who can chuck him with anybody. Watch a game when, if you take fighting out, and if it's a playoff game, his team's getting their asses kicked. More people are going to. And he wants to change the tide. He he'll murder a fucking. He he would. That's when you see him run Mike Smith. Like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? You Nothing. can't hit me. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to knock me over with a body check, and none of you are going to fight me. So, 
why not try and take out your goalie who's just chucking assist sauce to Connor McDavid, like the sixth player on the ice? Absolutely love that from Mike Smith. Great with the puck. But, um, yeah, boys, this was a good one. Uh, we had to kind of improvise a little bit, uh, given our situation there with our, our pending guest. You feeling a little under the weather? Um, but we're rescheduling that. Um that's about all I had. Um, go Hurricanes. Can't believe I'm saying that, but um, still a little bitter about the uh, the Penguin series. Had lost a big chunk of change on that one. You and me both, Benny. Both bitter on that one. Canes in five. Let's go. Fucking Love it. Fraud Florida Panthers lost me a lot of money. So it's okay. That's... Well, I mean, you bet, you bet against the uh, lightning that'll happen to you. Yeah. But still, to get, to, get able to, do it again. to get swept, I mean, Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's rough. Um, trots to Florida. We'll see. With that, everybody, thank you for joining us on Just Dishing at 62. It has been a pleasure as always. We will be back next week for a brand new episode. See ya.